0: everybody, Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today we're going to talk about an important Supreme Court decision, now 10 years old, Citizens United. It may be among the most unpopular decisions ever. Well, I have some surprising facts about the political money case's liberal origins and how both supporters and opponents of the decision now agree it did not end up having the impact that most people predicted it would. Joining me is another one of our fantastic producers, Daniel Steinberger. Hello, Daniel. Hey, good
1: to be with you again. It's been been a few weeks. Yeah,
0: so. I think we both learned a lot about Citizens United. My friends have talked about this for years in almost a universally negative way, but then when asked, they don't know a whole lot about it, and when I read the case, I read it twice, I didn't fully understand it. Had you ever dug into Citizens United?
1: No. I think... Um i hadn't and I think, I think you're right, I think a lot of people um, think of it in negative terms they have an
0: opinion about right. it right,
1: um, and I'm not sure I have an opinion about it one way or the other, not that it matters, but um, I think yeah, I think in general, I think people think it means big corporate money um, impacting elections, and I think that's the general like you know one line consensus of the way a lot of people think about it
0: so the gist is um, the way I look at it now after having studied it a bit is corporate money spent on political campaigns and elections was limited if not banned in many respects for many many years but based on the citizens united decision 10 years ago that some say opened the floodgates for corporate money to come in and be spent on candidates and elections in a way that critics say could diminish the role and the importance of the individual which is supposed to be what it's all about and wasn't it on free speech grounds the notion that it's, it's a matter of free speech to be able to donate money, right. even if it's a corporation.
1: Right. And so, yeah, I think it was a great idea that we decided to look back at the case and the origins of the case 10 years later, um, and we, we discovered something interesting, which was it came from Michael Moore's um, Fahrenheit 9-11, which is, I think, the, one of the, the biggest selling documentaries ever.
0: So Michael Moore is the liberi- liberal documentary filmmaker, and the inspiration for- for Citizens United, which is a conservative group called Citizens United, they were looking at the Michael Moore documentaries that were corporate money spent against Republicans, corporate funded, but it was done so legally under an exemption to the law that says you can't do it, said at the time you can't do it, because he was a media entity making documentaries, and therefore he was allowed to make this expenditure. So Citizens United looked at that and said, well we want to make documentaries, and then we can have the same exemption, but they bumped up into a roadblock initially because
1: Yeah, well before you, I even before you get that, for people that haven't seen the documentary, it's a very tough, tough film on President George W. Bush um, criticizing him in many different ways. and so right before
0: the election right before
1: the election. and so what, what Citizens United wanted to do was do something similar about Hillary Clinton. Before the two thousand eight election, um, and so they, you know, they, they were, they, but they wanted that at same media exemption exactly. So right. they
0: ran into a roadblock. Do you want to say what it is? or You want me to say? Go ahead. The roadblock was, um, they went to the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, who said, "Well, you've never made a documentary, so you have to have a track record." Michael Moore has a track record. I'm not sure whether that was fair or not. You know that the notion. They decide when you actually are a filmmaker and when you are not. But regardless of that, they set out to say, okay, we will become filmmakers. And they made, I think they said a dozen films in a pretty short period of time. they really got (laughs) cracking. They did. They have like a little studio. Well, tell them about the offices we looked at in Washington, D.C. So they have
1: an office in Washington, D.C. It's kind of an older brownstone um, building, and it's... um, And in the basement of their building, um, you know, is a small little production studio with basically computers and editing, editing equipment, and I guess some cameras and
0: nothing fancy. Nothing
1: fancy and a bunch of posters and you know a big ladder and. and they got, they got really producing quickly a lot of films in order to try to get that media exemption from the FEC.
0: So they go back to the FEC after they've made these films and they say, now we are a filmmaker, you can't fight us on that, but the FEC, if I remember correctly, now didn't have enough members on the commission, which is another story we're gonna do in the future, didn't have enough members to make a vote, make a decision about that. So long story short, a lawsuit was filed and Citizens United, the conservative group, was seeking a determination from the court to say you can make these films and produce them under a media exemption against Hillary Clinton or whatever liberals you want to take on, just like Michael Moore does against Republicans. It went all the way to the Supreme Court.
1: Right, which is what most people kind of think of the case. And the interesting thing, uh, kind of a side note, is uh, Elena Kagan. Um, was fighting against them as the Solicitor General, who's the kind of the, the top person within the within the government fighting against whoever is suing the U.S. government. So
0: before she was Supreme, Supreme Court Justice, she's arguing this case, case. before the Supreme right. Court.
1: Right, and we went back and heard some of that audio um, and some of her arguments, which was really interesting. Um, and, yeah, they, they took this all the way to the Supreme Court, but there was a little bit of a twist when it got there.
0: Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started the twist is instead of making the decision the court somehow notified the parties and said in essence we're going to make a much broader decision this is not just about citizens united and the hillary clinton film this is about the broader issue we think we want addressed about whether corporations in general can make these kinds of expenditures and both sides were thrown for a loop, I think. They both got extra time to start exploring something they really had not considered a much broader question about what should and shouldn't be legal. So then they went back and argued argued that.
1: Yeah, and then finally in January 2010, the Supreme Court struck down the longstanding ban on corporate money used on candidates in the election period. Um, and this became really one of the big political money cases of our time. And you know, there are still many. We talked to one um, one person from a, kind of a, a critic of, of Citizens United who called it. They cha- the Supreme Court changed a hundred years of jurisprudence on this issue, um, and it's still. I, I would say we found it. It's still not very popular in polls. I mean, people poll on this, and this doesn't poll well in terms of. And there are people trying to get it overturned with amendments. Through Congress, I mean, really, there's been a lot of backlash from this um, in, in that world of financing. and
0: We'll bring that up to date in a minute because there's some real recent polling and even some hearings in the recent days about this. But the impact was thought to, you know, people predicted really going to change the way everything works, you know, with elections. And the thing that surprised me is in interviewing both the pro-Citizens United decision, we talked to actually Citizens United, and then the anti-Citizens United folks, including Meredith McGehee from a group called Issue One, who thinks this was all bad, they both agreed it has not had the impact that a lot of people predicted. And one reason they described is corporations started initially getting involved in elections, and there was a backlash against consumers. So McGehee described a case where Target, the store, corporation, weighed in on some local election where the candidate turned out to be controversial for reasons of maybe not supporting gay rights or something, then Target got attacked and targeted, you know, to use a pun, by consumers, you know, they don't need that. So according to McGee, pretty quickly corporations decided we don't need to get mixed up publicly in politics.
1: Right, and then, of course, we talked to folks at Citizens United um and they kind of said that that you know there was a there's there a that they people might think oh, they would drown out voices of everyone by spending tons of money um and but they don't think that that's the case they think um you know they don't they're they're as he said they're quite happy with the the way they're perceived, and they almost look at themselves as a as a as a new brand in all this yeah, who
0: had heard of citizens united before, before. this
1: and now they're a brand name in politics. Um, which they feel good about.
0: Because I had asked the Citizens United attorney what he thinks about the negativity associated with it, and I mentioned a minute ago, recent polls show it like in the 80 percentages of people think Citizens United is bad. Now, you can argue over whether they even understand it or not, but it's very unpopular. And there were hearings in recent days on Capitol Hill. There's a House subcommittee hearing that's supposed to be talking about how to not overturn it, but diminish the impact of it or change it or maybe even put forth a constitutional amendment. So I was asking the Citizens United guy, how do you feel about being sort of a negative connotation to the nation? And like you said, he said, look, we're not that to everybody. And we feel good about the fact that we won the case and people know who we are. And we were standing up for the ability of all people um, to be able to have a voice and contribute to our election system. So I thought it was very interesting. Yeah,
1: the whole, it is interesting, and um, and we're going to have a story uh, over the weekend on Full Measure. Um, yeah, what's that TV date? Show. So
0: today is the 6th, is it? Today
1: is the 7th. Febru- February 7th. So we'll have it
0: on February 9th. February 9th, if you want to see more, it'll be posted mid-morning Eastern time at fullmeasure.news if you want to see more on this and kind of get a little more educated if you're going to argue about Citizens United.
1: Yeah, and and there's a lot. I think a lot to learn just in terms of um, money and elections and, and where this takes us uh, as we move into the election season.
0: Thanks for working on it with me. It's great. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, leave a comment, like it, share it with your friends, and consider subscribing to the Cheryl Atkinson podcast. And Full Measure After Hours, those are two of my podcasts. You can listen to them on iTunes or your favorite distributor. Or visit CherylAckison.com and just look at the podcast tab. You can listen to them right there. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. Think for yourself. Thanks for listening.